So welcome to the roadcast. Hi, everybody. Hello, Dr. Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm not a doctor yet. Give me a few years. Dr. So, Chris. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for downloading. And uh, good night. There's uh, plenty to talk about. We're just not going to talk about it. I was going to say, go ahead, then. <laughs> no, actually, we'd like to uh, thank everyone uh, for uh, coming out on Friday and or Saturday. Yay! Uh, Yay! Friday being our detour, Saturday being the Feast of Fools at the Paper Heart Gallery. Uh, we played at uh, Sol Invictus, uh, both of which, Sol Invictus and Paper Heart Gallery, are uh, merely blocks from away from each other uh, on Grand Avenue. Grand Avenue. Da- downtown Phoenix. The grandest of avenues in downtown Phoenix. And so both nights were good fun. Yes. Although in partic- completely different ways. Yes. And we'd all like to... Well, Richard and I would like to personally thank the uh, fishnet uh, outfit lady. Yes, thank you for the fishnet outfit. We will remember you always. Yeah, see, I didn't have a whole lot of, a whole lot of eye candy myself that night. You were your own eye candy. I was. Wow. I was a sight. Uh, and there will be pictures up uh, either on MySpace or on our website soon from from the Feast of Fools evening. It was... Uh, and you only have to enter a credit card to prove you're 18. <laughs> it, it, was, it was an experience unlike any other, and uh, you'll, you'll see a bunch of people milling about in strange costumes, and you'll be like, what the fuck is that? It not, was quite not a, a lot show. of feasts, though. That was the thing. No, I, I thought there might fools. be some kind of... Uh, Feasting? Uh, you know, like hors d'oeuvres, or you know. I, I believe that the feast thing is, is, is in name only. A, a metaphorical feast in name feast. only. It's a spiritual yeah, I think the, feast. The feast, the feast of fools, is just sort of yeah. It was probably supposed to be the fest of fools, and they printed up all the posters and realized somebody put an A in there. No, it was when they bought the domain name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fest of fools was somebody else already had that. Right. But no, it was, it was quite an interesting night, uh, masquerade ball, with um, a couple of DJs, us, and Traveler, and... Primate Fiasco. Primate, primate Fiasco. fiasco. And uh, do, do a Google search for them and look them up. They're, uh, they're pretty wild. They're wildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. But, but it, I, I was afraid that the evening would be full, full up with um, very strange, unpleasant freaks, but it ended up being filled with very strange, pleasant freaks. Indeed, yeah, quite nice. Everybody, everybody was very friendly, and uh, no one tried to convert me to anything. And primate fiasco was a hoot. Yes, and Sorry, Haiku I Road keep, was, Traveler keep, was good too. We yeah, oh, Traveler him. was fantastic. And uh, Haiku Road was even better. I just uh, I had heard Traveler talked up uh, bunches of times, so I knew to expect great things, and I wasn't disappointed. Primate fiasco was a completely unknown quantity to me until they. Uh, they came marching in the uh, the trumpet player in his uh, white fuzzy top hat with the bunny ears on top of it. Yeah, he looked just like Humpty Hump from <coughs> Digital Underground. It was great. It was Only, a great you know, outfit. White. And then the uh, banjo player who looked like an auto mechanic. And <coughs> oh no, actually, it was the tuba player tuba who looked like an auto, yes. auto mechanic. And I don't remember what the banjo player looked actually, like. Actually, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, what's that? Uh, the comedian, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. That's wow. what I was thinking. Yeah. Way to read my mind, Richard. Yeah, hey, I'm good. But, like and that. they did all sorts of uh, well, early American music was how the MC put it. But it was uh, how, what's a better the Muppet Show theme song? I don't think yeah. really qualifies as early American music. But yeah, it was, it was it was a great rendition nonetheless. It was Dixieland slash bluegrass. It was yeah, that's what it was. 
It was Dixie. It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was Americana, it was but not man. in the current sense of Americana, because America, the current, the current sense of Americana is just like rootsy sort of alt country kind of thing. But this was actual. Yeah. It was up tempo and fun. Indeed. Rarely did they bring the uh, bring the tempos back or the uh, the the mood to uh, a somber tone. And we did one of our better one of our better uh, recent performances, I believe. It was a great show, and the, fun show. the audience response was just brilliant. There were more people dancing than last time. Maybe this is like a, the beginning of a curve. Well, there's some yeah. th- some odd thing that I noticed was that all of the dancing occurred on the slowest and most somber numbers, which is a good sign for us, really. It bodes well. So it is with some sadness that we have to announce that this is our final roadcast until the completion of, if not tonight, uh, we're going to hunker in the bunker and, uh, <laughs> sounds no, kind of dirty. no, I won't be hunkering we're in gonna your bunker. We're going to bunker in the hunker. I won't be hunkering in your bunker, sir. We're, 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 we're going to hunker in the bunker good day, and sir. finish off the album. I said good day. Good day? Good day. Wow! Good day, good wow. day. Thank you, thank you. No, I just, want to say on, I, know, I, just, I just want to say I know you lost, but good game. Good game. Good game. Yeah. No, we're we're so close to finishing the album. Uh, there's like there's some keyboard parts I have to do, and we had to add some drums and uh, mix the whole thing down, uh, and then we're done. But it's like we're so close that we're we're gonna devote our energies to that so we can get the friggin' thing done. Yes. And we, we have some rough mixes in the hands of our celebrity guest drummers um, for the album, which will be quite interesting. Uh, quite possibly spanning the U.S. in our search for the ultimate drum. At least the Western U.S. And actually, if we use some of the, uh, the, the drum loops that I've already been working on, um, some of those come from uh, as far east as uh, Ohio. So Well, we got, a, uh, we got a fan letter this week from um, Iraq, actually. Would you care to do the honors? One, 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 of, our, one of our faithful listeners. <laughs> or should I say our faithful listener. Thank you, faithful listener. And anytime any faithful listener or anyone who has never heard us before wants to email us, just email us at haikuroad.com. That's haikurd.com. Be creative with your uh, email address. Any of them comes to us. So, All right, so the names have been changed to, uh, to protect the innocent. Well, except the, I think it might refer to... Oh, it does refer to me actually in the in the. So I, I won't change my Just name since you know who I am. Don't change the names. <laughs> All right, I won't change the names. It says, "Hi, Chris. My name is Paul, longtime listener, first time caller. I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the show. The crazy antics and oddly timed diatribes of Richard really keep me tuned in. Oddly timed, I like that. I keep hoping for some kind of progress or closure on his Aslan's no sex or- organ issue. Your attempts to focus the group and conduct the beer cast are quite funny." As I can relate to your frustration, sometimes is it sometimes it is like herding cats. Uh, yeah. I have collected the various near beer products for my own tasting, with results much less satisfying than yours. I'm very curious about these near beer products, actually. I... Actually, a few weeks ago, he was telling me about a uh, he was telling me about a non-alcoholic beer from Saudi Arabia that he had once that uh, he. Uh, he's probably going to be in therapy for some years. Now, is this because they can't get beer there? Right. Okay, now, everybody, there was a big push from the uh, proletariat to get body armor to our troops, and I think it's time that we refocus on our priorities. It's recently come to light that George Bush himself believes that it's going to be the job of the next president to plan on getting troops out of Iraq, that they're just going to be there as long as he sees fit. 
uh, and beyond into his retirement. And so I think that uh, we should start a plebiscite to force the U.S. government to provide our troops with the beer they need. So to join our petition, email us at beer at haikuroad.com. Here, here. Carry or on. Beer, beer. Beer, beer. Okay. Good gay. Carry <laughs> Carrying on with the letter. I quote. Carry on. I'm not sure about this Eric Hendel guy, though. He seems to be the straight man of the what? bunch. What? Wait. What? <laughs> says, I'm not sure about this Eric Hendel guy. What do you mean, not sure? Uh, Let the man finish. Just, uh, <laughs> the next sentence will make it all clear. He seems to be the straight man in the bunch, so to speak. Well, what does that make mean? <laughs> but I can. Uh, you're definitely not the straight man. <laughs> but I can. But I can tell he has something funny going on inside his head. Mm. Maybe it will come out soon. His beard is nice, and I've heard that mustache rides are free. So hang in there, Eric. Whoa. <laughs> mustache rides are free. And and then he offers a suggestion. It says, I think it couldn't hurt to try and do a video podcast. I hear it's all the rage. There are not a lot of good ones to choose from, and I think your show would be terrific in video format. Nothing fancy, just you guys doing what you do. Play off each other's best parts. Well, off my best parts. I think anyway. he's referring to uh, the mustache rides there. You guys could really put those pseudo-intellectual, coffee-drinking, hippie-tree-hugging, cod-shanking sycophants to shame. Does he say we could or we do? Uh, you guys really put those pseudo-intellectual, coffee-drinking, hippie-hugging, cod-shanking sycophants to shame. Well, just a, a, an update, uh, Paul. I I shaved <coughs> off my, my beard and my mustache. Oh, you uh, did? Uh, how long ago? Before Christmas. But mustache rides are still free. It, Around it comes October. Back. It's and, just not and, in the And I, on the other hand, am starting to grow mine back. So, I'll grow mine back after June. And for Polly, I'm going to shake a cod now. Thank you. Uh, somehow I have that Monty Python sketch with the fish slapping dance. Yes. Going through my head. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I feel like a better person just having listened to the show. And you are. You are. Oh, yes. you are. I definitely feel closer to the band now that I have some of Richard's stuff. What? I hope he found the rest. I left it in a dumpster by his house. Fuck. I told you I knew who you were, man. That's happy, it. I'm happy, happy, there. joy, joy. You well. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Polly, for your kind words. We will make sure to curse you in our prayers. And now we'd like to present some of the uh, more interesting ramblings of Richard. <sighs> Going back into the Richard archive. As it were. Say, don't don't blow your load now. I'm sure my voice is a little bit shaky like dickweed. Wow. I, I don't understand why people have such a thing about having clean, shiny, twitchy, and jerky and shaky bird flu masks. So I had the runs today. Well, actually, I drank a lot of fluids in general today. Yeah, like pepperoni came out. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I had to chew really well. Depends on grand. I, I saw this show, and it was like new information. I saw this show probably about four years ago or so, and probably the informational stuff there is not that, you know, they... they but I, I have to say that I would actually argue with the creaminess, dickweed. Perhaps you're mouthing your words as you read this. Ta-da, the next day my car is clean. Damn, just come naked. So in my hand, not much scent. No, my hand. That's not what it's for, dickweed. Is it getting hot in here? My pants are still dry? I think it was a free t-shirt. Like, sometimes we'll go out and, like, squirt some joy on it. I, I'm not up on my eyes. 29 young virgin boys. I will suck the blood from my enemy's ass, you know. 
Is it strange seeing her now in the afterlife? Dickweed. And should we take off all our clothes? Let, let, let me introduce a new topic here. How many Bahamas are there? No, no, you can't. You don't. You can't mention that you have a job. Nude. I was on the. Uh, <laughs> I was on the Bible quiz team. It's almost like licking a stamp that's been covered in dust. No, I actually prefer it when they curl my tongue. You know, well, we don't listen to every rumor that's out there, and you sit on chairs. From what I understand, everybody in the Coast Guard in the area was actively doing it. Sean Penn, too. Ah, there you go. Dickweed. Thank you for those moments to express myself. It, it felt good to get that off my chest. I, I'll bet I it appreciate did. that. Thank I'll you. bet it did. Yeah. So, is it time for beer? I think it's time for beer. It's always time for beer. Beer cast. Beer well, uh, I'm going to lean forward and open one. This week we have another three beers to try. Uh, one was a birthday present from Eric to me from the Witchwood Brewery in England. Hobgoblin, a dark English ale that uh, my uh, favorite podcasters, uh, James Naughton and his friend whose name escapes me, uh, do. Uh, it's actually... You know, I, I went to high school with a guy named Escape Smee. Really? Mr. Smee? Oh, Mr. Smee? Yes, I, I had the I had the URL wrong last time. It's uh, it's it's rrr dot libsyn l i b, as in boy, libsyn l i b s y n dot com. All right, so let's try the beer. This is Hobgoblin Dark Hobgoblin. English Ale, and my goodness, it is actually very dark. It's dark, but it looks yummy. Not much head, but I think that's the way Richard poured it. A nice I don't give head well. A nice sweet uh, aroma. This is a beer I could drink much of. This this is a this is definitely a drinking beer, very caramel flavor to it. Caramel flavor, but uh, it has a nice balance of hops. It is a little fizzy, little a little carbonatedy fizzy. But there's a good there's a good sweetness there that's not so that's not so cloying that it's not drinkable. A good example of a dark ale. It, it has a good it has a good strong taste that's not so that, that's not syrupy like a lot of really dark beers. So. Indeed, I say uh, I'll I'll give it three sheep. I say at least three and a half. One, two, three. Three and three quarters sheep. Oh, wow. my goodness. Now, you're like Solomon over there, slicing and dicing. Oh, not, yeah. not a whole lot of aftertaste, but uh, I feel that, like just makes, that just makes I'm you want to drink more that. of it. So moving swiftly onward to Tetley's English Ale. Apparently, they were electroshock therapied in 1822. It says right there, EST, 1822. Interesting. Um... The draft smooth flow can labeled this can contains a widget, uh, proudly and um, egotistically proclaiming itself to be smooth and creamy Yorkshire's <coughs> finest pub ale. <laughs> it says recyclable aluminum. Huh. A uniquely smooth taste. For best results, serve cold from the fridge. Pull the tab. Listen to the uh, surge. And pour down the side of the glass in one smooth movement. This beer has quite a head, even poured down the side of the glass. Well, it's, um... It's, I think this is going to cascade like Guinness. Yep, exactly. It pours similar to Guinness. It is doing just that. It's quite blonde, almost a uh, golden white. Imagine if you... It is a pu it, It's an English pub ale. If you took a uh, soft-serve ice cream cone, put it in a glass... And then urinated in it after a weekend of hard drinking. This is exactly the color of the melted urine soft serve confection. Now wait, how many times have you done that to, you to have no perfect idea. this? 
I'm thinking something somewhere along the lines of a Boddington's, eh? And it too contains a widget. Yes, very similar to a Boddington's. Um, yes, very very creamy head, a very Guinness-like head. It's like Guinness's white cousin. So what does that mean about uh, Guinness? The, the and, Irish, uh, the Irish are the blacks of Europe, eh? these, uh, and the Dubliner, Dubliners are the blacks of Ireland. So say it now. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud. And this is English, so it's white. Stay black, yo. Absolutely no scent whatsoever, which is... No, a, there's really not much of a, any scent. A trait there. that I abhor in Guinness as well. Well, there's a little bit if you stick your nose way down in. One no, of these days, we should actually review Guinness. Drink drink a little we bit. We did. And then... Well, he did. But. Okay. But it was a and particular Guinness. Sense. Drink a little bit, and then smell it. You you pick it up a lot more. See, it has that same kind of flavor that I dislike in Guinness, that it tastes like unfiltered tap water. I don't really follow I'm not that. that. I'm not, but I'm not flavor... I'm not... It's got a little... I'm not, I'm not sensing much, much flavor... Well, I'm not flavoring much. <laughs> Oy, good gay. And and I understand that it's Tetley and all, but and maybe that that's clouded my judgment a little bit. But I, it's I feel as if there is tea in here. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling as if there's much of anything. Although maybe we should have tea. tried this. We should have tried this before the. Uh, that's why actually, the English the like it so much. You know what it looks and tastes like. If you filled a glass with Guinness and then rinsed that glass and drank it. I hadn't thought of you that. You would have Tetley's English Pub Ale. <laughs> wow, poor Tetley. Well, what, what flavor there is is pleasant, but there doesn't yes. really seem to be much. Yeah. And I'm not saying it should be like a liquid Big Mac or anything. It's, but. it's very it's very delicate. I, I get the sense that this is... You don't want to go through a liquid Big Mac. <laughs> I, I get the, I, I, Usually liquid Big Macs go through me, so... No, well, they're liquid by the time they come out. That's what I'm saying. I, I get the sense that this is one of those beers that it serves a social function, much like uh, Bud Light or Miller, Miller Light, uh, in that it's just meant to be drunk all night. Mm-hmm. And it the beer be that you can just like Richard meant to be drunk all night. <laughs> a, a beer that you can drink all night that will just pass right through you, and look the same on the other end if you've got an ice cream cone handy. And it's only got three point eight percent alcohol. It's 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 tasty a little bit, sorta. You know, it's, but it's weak and there's not a whole lot going. I, I wouldn't say, even say taste. I mean, uh, uh, weak. Yes, the flavor that's there. It's all right. I'm I'm getting like a like I'm sucking on a tea bag only. I got I I got aluminum more than anything, and that's because this this uh, is one of the few beers we've ever had from a can. I'm gonna give this. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to say a half a sheep. Only a half a sheep. Poor little guy. I wouldn't go. Boy, that you're low. mean. I would say one. I was gonna go one and a half. I would I would drink this over a lot Cause of I, stuff. Because I could see myself if this were you know if this were on special at a pub, sitting and drinking this. And, and don't, it I don't like on, it. I don't like it so much from a can. I wonder yeah, how it would be on draft. You know, draft would be a completely different story, I imagine. And uh, if you're sitting there eating some fish and chips with it, it might be really good. I think that would be tasty compared to hobgoblin. This is pretty. This is pretty wimpy. Yeah. So while Richard is rinsing our glasses, I'll discuss our next beer. This is Fishtail Organic India Pale Ale. It's certified certified organic. Please recycle. Keep refrigerated. Ingredients, water, organic barley, centennial hops, and Pacific gem hops. Certified organic by the Washington State Department of Agriculture. Brewed and bottled by Fish Brewing Company, Olympia, Washington. Now, this beer is is fish spelled with a PH? No. It is, alas, not. This beer first attracted me not because it was brewed in the the Northwest, (laughs) but because it is a fully certified organic beer. Which, while not entirely uncommon, definitely not entirely common. 
this is an India Pale Ale that just sniffing it, the 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 hops like climb up the airstream to your nose and like get inside your nose and go bam 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 bam. Very. That's a hit. Very. Um, but they're very. It, it's t- typical of Northwest Pale Ales or of Pale Ales that come from cold regions. I've found, but particularly of the India style. These I, I can tell the Centennial hops because I've used Centennial hops in my own in my own beer, and that's the the largest part of this of the smell of hops is the Centennial. Now, Richard, if you could enlighten us a little bit, even if it's completely bullshit, and it might be, uh, considering who I'm asking, but what is the uh, the origin of India Pale Ales? Why why is it an India Pale Ale? Actually, it all began when... No, I, trust me, I've got it. Give me the story of an India Pale Ale, and then we'll hear Chris's version, and we'll see how closely they match up. It all began when Columbus uh, accidentally landed in uh, southern Florida. This is the Cliff Clavin version? Mistook it for the <laughs> and mistook it for uh, the Indies. And when he went north, he met these people and called them the Indians. Little did he know that he was actually in India. And the Hindus had a grand tradition of... Um, Snuggling up in their fur coats, climbing into the mountains to harvest the uh, the tallest, um, darkest, brightest hops from the caves in the Himalayas, and they would brew a very, very strong, dry beer that they would actually use to clean children and cure leather. And he took it back with him, and it be- became became a uh, popular trade route. And the type of beer was called India Pale Ale. Well, that's a marvelous story. It's fascinating. Thank you. I, I researched okay. it for many years. First, I want to comment on the beer. It's uh, comment on the beer. The the hops they use make all the difference. And this, uh, I like this better than I like a lot of India Pale Ales because of their good choice of hops. It's got a nice dry sweetness. The, the, the malt is the malt is very light, but uh, mm-hmm. also very nice. A nice bitter aftertaste. It's- as as India Pale Ales go, <laughs> I I like this a lot. Um, uh, and it's strange because I don't normally like them a lot. It's not overpowering. It's really not. I, I it's think strong, but it's not overpowering. It goes back to, uh, like I said, their their wise choice of hops. While it's not overpowering, it it does have a nice <laughs> dry bitterness that I that I really like the India Pale Ale style for. So so now I'm going to tell my tale. <clears throat> let, uh, let, sh- I'm sorry. Shall, shall we heard first? I'm actually going to give this, uh, I'm going to say four sheep. Uh, I give it three sheep. I don't like it as much as the Hobgoblin, but it, uh, as far as IPAs go, it's it's certainly near the top there. Yeah, I would they, give they it, I would give it three. See, I, I could drink this for a while before I, saying, okay, I've had enough hops. I would have said three and a half, but the fact that it's certified organic, that, that gets me a half sheep right there. So I was going to tell where India Pale Ales come from. Please do. Um, it actually, it comes from the uh, the days of the British Raj, and some of some of the details here. I'm I'm going to put a disclaimer up front. I may be slightly misremembering, so if anybody has any slight corrections, let me know. Please wait, does, wait, wait, does, wait, wait. Let me just interject that I think there's been a lot of misrememberings <laughs> throughout not only this podcast but all of them. So, well, but in you're the, not you're not out of your you're not out of our element. Yeah, but but in this, I, I know that the the main points of it are pretty much correct. Please note, Chris just may be full of shit. But I'm not. I may be partially full of shit. Anyway, it dates dates back to when Britain was uh, uh, occupying India. 
and the the Brit the the British love for beer is uh, as is evidenced by uh, many of the beers that we review. The the British love for beer is well known and famed throughout the world. So there they were in India, uh, which in many parts is a very tepid, <laughs> one might even say warm country. Uh, and they, the Indians generally did not have beer. There's no generally about it. You know, until the British came, they didn't have beer. Uh, and so they needed something that would be fairly hearty in a hot climate, and they needed something that would slake their thirst. And so they uh, <laughs> took a regular pale ale because it was not going to go bad as quickly and it was going to be more refreshing, uh, and added more hops to it to help preserve it somewhat, but mostly also to mask any bad tastes that might have come because it was sitting around in the heat. Interesting. Makes sense. Like I said, there might be some small details there that I'm oh. getting wrong, but the main but the main point is that the the British made it for consumption by British people in India. Well, if you've ever had a nice dry hoppy ale on an incredibly hot day, you'll you'll believe the heart of it at least. So apparently, Richard is going to favor us with a reading. Yes, I would like to give you a reading today of a very moving book called Gardening Essentials. Plants don't read books. They don't read seed packets either, says Harold Moss, who's willing to follow most of the rules of good gardening. Up to a point. He never digs in his hard clay soil when it's wet, and is careful not to plant the same vegetable in the same place two years in a row, but... Harold is also a renegade gardener of sorts. If a garden situation seems to justify extreme measures, that is exactly what Harold will do. My wife cried when I took the chainsaw to an old lilac, he says. But I was tired of looking at all that mildew and thought maybe if the roots got a second chance, there was still hope for the old girl. The beheaded bush grew back into a marvelous specimen. Harold's wife forgave him, and it seemed that the story would have a happy ending. Then Harold got interested in wallflowers. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. No. Uh, you don't need... No, money is good. Thank you. So have, you. so have you heard about this aardvark guy? I have. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know. Kind of all over. Yeah, it's just kind of strange. Uh, the crazy aardvark? Yeah. The crazy aardvark, aardvark, apparently. Now, <laughs> I'm going out on a limb here, mm. but I don't think it's really an aardvark. I think it's a dude. <laughs> Whoa! It might even be a girl, but I think it it's a be. dude. So, no, for those of you that don't know... Um, in the galleries along Grand Avenue, there are like some little uh, one-page flyer flits, leaf leaf flyers, leaf flyers of, of of ramblings from apparently an insane aardvark um, that are quite strange. I don't I don't have much a to little, say about a little it. Grumpy, little grumpy aardvark, grumpy little aardvark. I don't have much to say about it, but I just thought it was interesting. So, if you happen to swing by uh, one of the places on Grand and pick one up, so I don't think is there. Do you know if there's a website? I don't think so. Okay. No. Nah. We'll we'll keep you posted. This this aardvark's flying under the radar. <laughs> He's an underground vark. Underground vark. He's a head vark. So anyway. <clears throat> yeah. I guess that means we'll be off until we finish, if not tonight. Yeah, and when, when we come back, we're I, I I'm thinking I want to rethink some things about uh, how we do the roadcast. Maybe incorporate some more music. I think so. Uh, maybe we'll in develop some more, some more and different regular features, and revamp yes. existing ones. Yes. Or irregularly different features. 
perhaps. I'd like to feature. I uh, have some irregular features. I'd, I'd, yes, yes, you do. I'd like to feature some some other music by uh, uh, bands, particularly local bands that we like. That would be quite interesting. Uh, but that's just uh, me brainstorming uh, as we talk. It's not bad though. I mean, I, I I think that we should start having the beer cast where other people buy some beer. Hey, I Actually, brought beer. <laughs> we invite someone. To you know, yeah. Anybody who wants to bring us beer for the cast, they can or, be in the beer. Or anybody cast who itself. wants to participate in any part of the podcast, be it the beer cast or otherwise, let us know. Yep. Okay. So till we finish the album, uh, this is us signing off. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, and we'll be talking to you again you soon. We hope. More me, but I meant you. Really quick, really quick. I forgot to cap it all off. Polly, you wanted me to close the door on Aslan's no sex parts? Have you ever had a psychiatric evaluation?